Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad, the raw, unfiltered, crazy, funny, wild, sometimes difficult side of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready, sit back, because here are some crazy nomads. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Crazy Nomad Podcast. I am super, super excited to have my friend Desi here again, which we'll get to at some point. Um, She is an amazing artist, singer, performer from Trinidad and Tobago. Super excited to hear her story. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm so happy to be here again. And yeah, like, honestly, this is, I've been following what you've been working on for so long. So I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super, it's fun to like watch our friends like grow and exactly. to get into different things, especially in Bali. It's like everyone being so creative mm-hmm. or business driven, whatever. Um, so why don't you give us a backstory on how you got to Bali, all of it, your story. <laughs> give me the dirt. Okay, so like in 2019, um, Ethan Ogis of Thrive, he basically put together an initiative to introduce countries together in Indonesia. So let's put it like this. Trinidad and Tobago, Geneva, Dubai, mm-hmm. and artists from Indonesia. Which he, he introduced everybody into this one space in Bali here. So it was like a whole experience he put together. I was representing Trinidad and Tobago. And it was everything from film to art, music, dance, fashion. It was like a really great initiative. And when I got here, I was like, three days in, mm-hmm. I don't want to go back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the typical Bali yeah, response. Yeah, like honestly, because the energy here is undefinable when it comes to potential. You feel like you can do anything here. Mm-hmm. And immediately it was such a, a more open-minded space than where I'd come from. Because as much as I'd just like I'd garnered the support of my peers and I was now getting things ruling over there from the perspective of getting the support from the government, etc. Because I became a music ambassador for the country. The attitude was a little negative to anything that wasn't completely Caribbean centric. And I'm not completely Caribbean centric. I am a believer that music is everything. Music is a bit of everything. So it shouldn't be limited to one sound. It shouldn't be limited to one style. And I don't limit myself like that. So, you know, when you're trying to put somebody in a box. What do they want to do? So, yeah, so, you know, I, 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 like in three days, I was like, nah, what do I have to go back? I don't have a dog. You know, (laughs) what am I going back for? (laughs) Sell everything. (laughs) There you go. So, yeah. So what month did you come here? In May 2019. 2019. And yeah. then... Well, no, not even pandemic. No, I mean, that was from next there, year, 2020, yeah. Yeah, because that led to... I wasn't really traveling a lot before Trinidad, because Trinidad was like, you get comfortable. I mean, it's home, yeah, you know? It's home. And when I got here, it was a matter of, ooh, but I can go to Singapore, Vietnam, Malaysia. You yeah. know, like, okay, you so know? So quick. Yeah, and I got... Like, because Nat- Ethan was very good at... He's excellent at networking. Mm-hmm. We were able to, like, organize for me to go to perform in these places as well. So it wasn't just a travel point. Yeah, you know, amazing. so Yeah, so that was my year for 2019. And then 2020. <laughs> Love like, amazing 2020. No, no. <laughs> I am one of the fortunate ones to say that as much as 2020 was this complete change of our lives. Mm-hmm. In 2020, I also traveled again. <laughs> Yep. Um, I had an opportunity to perform in Europe and to record in Europe and I still went 
Mm-hmm. And it was terrifying because like borders were closing and everything and I got stuck outside. Yeah. Um but that was okay. Because then I also found a new passion for bear, and you know there I got go. to see, yeah, you know, it's so like I got to experience things, and I also made some really good connections because I stayed in the Netherlands and then went across to the UK, mm-hmm. and I was basically stuck there experiencing the first time in my life being very cold. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure for you. yeah. So it's I, cold there too. No, but they were cold. like, oh, it's warm, and I'm like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, there's yeah. no, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> For them, this is, like, really hot. Yeah. You know, but, like, for me, it was, like, I think it was eight degrees. Eight degrees! And the, the taxi driver's like, oh, wait till it hits two. And I'm like... No, thank you. Um, <laughs> say what now? Come come again. <laughs> two, two what? Yeah. <laughs> two what? Mm-hmm. Two zero? Two. <laughs> so, it was really good as well, because I was excited. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I can see my breath. And people were like, calm down. That's normal. And I'm yep. like... Could you not kill my fun? Thanks. <laughs> right. So yeah, for the entire time, that was like, I just embraced it. I did. And then I met some really great artists while I was there. And like musical opportunities started to roll in mm-hmm. just before they decided to lock down again, as in England decided to lock down yeah. again in um, November. Okay. They were going to lock down again. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I got to get no, out. Thanks. I can't do this. Yeah. And just then, Bali had a way for you to get back yep, into pursue business, business opportunities. And so and I wanted to continue exploring the creative stuff that I was able to before. Yep. So I just applied. And because it was that, it was very clear cut, everything. And I was just back. And I was like, ah, I'm home. So I that know. was my whole journey. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I know that sure. feeling. Because like I was in, I was traveling Southeast Asia for six months. I basically... Dropped all my stuff, dropped my life, quit my mm-hmm. job in September 2019, mm-hmm. spent six months like backpacking, doing the wild adventure, and then was moving to Australia like end of March ish. And mm-hmm. then finished my six months. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited to be settled in Australia. Like, I've been there before, I loved it. Super excited to be there for like two years. And two days before my flight, borders closed. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll open like in a month or so. But India was where I was, mm-hmm. and my family was like, you gotta Get come home, yeah. like, you can't stay there. And they were going into, like, a really strict 21-day lockdown, like, police in the streets, guns-type mm-hmm. stuff. So I had 48 hours to make a decision, obviously, like, decided to leave because it just wasn't really the best place to be locked down, especially as, like, a foreigner, you know? Mm-hmm. No one knew what COVID really was at this point. Yeah, It was still a mystery of, like, what was going on. So... I ended up going back to the States and was there for like nine months, which was way longer than I ever anticipated to be there. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll go for like a month, maybe two. You know, I'll stay until my, birth- my birthday is the end of May. I was like, I'll stay my birthday and then I'll head out. And then I was like, you know what? Okay, nothing's opening out. Like summertime. I'll spend summer. I'm from Beach Town. So I was like, you know what? I'll spend summer, Jersey Shore. Everything will be fine, mm. dandy. It was, it was good. And then I was like, all right, I'll leave like September. And then it just kept being, like, not able, not able. And then, obviously, towards the end of the fall, you were able to go. Yeah. And I was, like, I'm ready to go. And my family was, like, please just stay for Christmas. And I'm close to my family, so I was, like, you know what? I don't know when I'm coming back, so I'll stay for Christmas. And then, literally, the day after Christmas, like, 6 a.m., December 26th, I was on the road to the airport. Like, <laughs> I was, like, fine, I'll stay for Christmas, but I'm yeah. leaving directly that next morning. And the borders were changing, like, yeah. constantly at that point. And me and Alec were flying out together. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, in this panic because every day was a different, like, it was like, oh, borders are opening, they're not opening. Oh, there's a quarantine, there's not quarantine, yeah. blah, blah, And it was crazy. But once we finally got here, 
and I got back in the taxi. This is my third time back to Bali. When I got in the taxi, we were driving, and I was like, I'm home. Yes. Like, it felt so good to have that feeling again. No, like, even, uh, like, I'm not going to lie to you, because when I um I landed in Jakarta, Jakarta Airport, and it was like, ah, this is so strange. There aren't people here. What is happening? Is my flight canceled? What is happening? Get across to Bali, and everything went so quickly that I, when I reached outside, I was like, that's it. I'm, 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 I'm out. We, yeah. I'm home. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like I, I, I started to jump around, and the, the um, the taxi driver was like, "Are you okay? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're like, I'm actually perfect. <laughs> so yeah, that was. I understand completely. Yeah. Completely. No. It was. And it's like so nice coming back to an area where you're just surrounded by people who want a similar lifestyle and want yeah. that similar like idea of how to live life like um i'm not sure about trinidad and tobago but like back in new jersey it's very rat racy like it's keeping mm-hmm. up the joneses like yeah you work literally just like to live like whatever the work to live yeah um and it's just this constant go and i always felt like it was a competition i'd be like oh i worked 60 hours a week i'm tired i'm like oh i worked 70 i'm like it's not a competition i want to win yeah. like this is not what i want to win like i want to be winning saying i worked 15 hours this week and i made just as much money yeah. as you like and it's that constant battle of you know what more do you have what more do you, like where are you in life mm. and like all these pressures whereas you'd come here and people are like I'm going to start a business from scratch. I'm going to do whatever. Like, yeah. I'm going to live a life where I'm working maybe four days a week. and I, Or maybe I work during the week, but I'm only working a couple hours a day. And then I'll go to the, take a sunset walk on the beach. Or grab an afternoon cocktail with my friends if I want. But it's not like there's no judgment in that. Because it's like yeah. you just live life openly, you want to. freely. And I, I completely get you because even for me, even though I'm st- obviously music is my priority, it doesn't pay the bills yet. Yeah. Right. So for me, when I when I got here, I had just completely transitioned in Trinidad to working completely online. So it was like I had already lined myself up <laughs> in a yeah. kind of way, and so then that made it even easier for me to decide to stay because it was like there really was nothing for me to go back yeah. for. I didn't have to give two weeks' notice anyway. I didn't have to, you know, anything like that. And it was also so different from everybody in Trinidad because, that I knew in Trinidad mm-hmm. because they were in what you call the rat race. Yeah. They were in the nine to five, eight to four, whatever. And they were in the mindset of we have to get the money together for the end of the month for the rent. We have to, like, you know, it was just yeah. because that's what you're doing. You're working to pay bills. You're working to pay bills. And you're not living. And for me, because music is always and has always been my priority, I, w- I refused to live like that. And even the jobs that I chose just before all of that was still I don't know five thirty in the morning till eleven in the day yeah. or eleven in the day till five you know like so it would work like that because I, I did journalism before yeah I I just completely committed to focusing one hundred percent on my music and mm-hmm. supplementing that yeah. you know so when it came to when I came here and everybody was like I I almost got lost in the potential because you feel like you can start anything here and I have yeah I have so many ideas so many things Mm -hmm. that I actually do want to do so many projects outside of that like charity work and so that I want to get into yeah that it was like you gotta focus you're gonna lose yourself Mm -hmm. because that's what it is it gives Bali gives you what you want if you really just ask for it 100% you know and then the people here are so open to collaboration that is like you just see you know, I want to start a fashion line. Ooh, I know this one. I know where you can get the fabric. And you just like, things yeah. just start to fly at you. So, 
Yeah. It's I like get idea you. central. It is. Like I came here and I was like, All right, I have an idea, like I wanna like, you know, formulate some sort of business over time and whatnot. And then before you know it, it's like you have ten billion ideas because you meet all these people yeah. with different perspectives, different like life paths, different ideas of how they want to live, and you get like inspired by people, but at the same time, like I said, you can get sometimes so overwhelmed yeah. by all the <laughs> all the inspiration and creative side that like you sometimes I'm like just sit with one project yeah. like, just sit with one and do it and like at the same point you know life is so nice here you know we obviously do have restrictions and stuff with COVID mm-hmm. but we can still you know live somewhat of a normal life yeah. so it's like you can still go out and do these things so it's like okay so I'm living this life in Bali I want to be social <laughs> I want to have fun I want to you know still do well professionally mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes juggling that you know that life and there's no I can't sit here and complain about it because people would love to live this life but I think it is one of those places like you either work really hard you play really hard or you find the perfect in between Mm -hmm. and that in between is definitely hard to get to but it is even for the most disciplined yeah even for the most disciplined mind because as i used to play hard and i think let's let's clarify that a little bit because people can get confused with play hard as in just party 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 yeah but because bali is this not even just bali indonesia come on we're in a we're in a place yeah. with seventeen thousand plus islands right and therefore the potential for adventure is it's endless off the charts mm-hmm. so when you talk about play hard you're like oh i want to go here this weekend oh i want to do this i want to do that yeah and if you're like uh, Okay, I gotta schedule this properly yep. so I can still get the work done 100%. and go up to a waterfall and then come back down. Yeah, <laughs> like the play hard isn't just partying. No, like you can go out and be social and whatever. But there is, like you said, there's so much to yeah. do here. There's so much to see. There, Bali's massive. Like the island itself is massive. Yeah. Like there's so much to go and do within the old yeah. island. And there's obviously other places in Indonesia you can go to and explore. And even when you're just in our little Changu bubble that we live in, our neighborhood, mm-hmm. like. How many times a day are people like, let's go to lunch, let's go to breakfast, let's go to dinner, let's do whatever. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I gotta gotta calm down. (laughs) But it's everyone just, we are so social here, you know? Like, if it's, I feel like at home, it's so easy to be in a routine of like, you go to work, you come home at five or six, you Mm -hmm. might go to the gym, you cook dinner, you chill, you go to bed, wake up, do it again Monday through Friday. Here, like, if you did that Monday through Friday, people would be like, oh, you're either workaholic or you're antisocial. Yeah. Because it's like everyone needs a break to, like, see each other. Everyone mm-hmm. needs to, like, do so. There's just so much going on that, you know, it could be karaoke. It could be going bowling with your friends. It could be going to the waterfall on a Tuesday. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's endless. Oh, I could be hopping on a boat and going to one of the other islands right there. I yeah, mean, like, like, it's a 35-minute ride in Nusa Penida. Like, like oh, beautiful place. Exactly. Do that, so know? it's like you can get so lost, I think, in that. So it's one thing about Bali it's taught me, like, so hard is that you got to be like find the best of both worlds because I found myself at one point for a month like really wrapped up into just doing 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 Bali living it yeah and then I was like okay well gotta slow down a little (laughs) bit but at the same time like it's it's those memories you know like you won't ever get those again and with the borders being closed to tourism like Mm. we have a sense of Bali that no one will ever get again yeah you mean like there aren't thousands of tourists everywhere Mm -hmm. you can go places and like kind of see it from completely different perspective so it's like you want to do all this right now 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 now, before the borders open yes and we're running out of time on that yeah because it's end of july yeah the border is supposed to open (sighs) so it's like 
you know, <laughs> what are you going to get everything done? Yeah. But but I seen uh, now let's talk about that for a minute because like when it came when it came to coming back to Bali, obviously you would have been here before. So you know what it was like before yeah. with the mass amount of tourists. Crazy. And then you come now and it's like, oh, look, there's a shop there I didn't notice before, you know, and you can really, I don't know, embrace the island in a different mm-hmm. way. 100%. So it also makes you want to go and do things more. I spent the last month so confused about my life <laughs> because it's like, I want to do everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to do everything. So I understand what you mean. And I mean, like, even when you're driving on the road, there's such a difference because the traffic is so, it's so much less. Yeah, there's And, none. I mean, it's Scooter Central and I drive a car. Yeah. So, uh, mm, you know, it's, like... <laughs> you used to wait 45 minutes on a shortcut. Like, the shortcut, for those who don't know, is this very horribly... They can't even call it paved. It's a bunch of bricks. They just laid down half-constructed yeah. road between yeah. two sections of our neighborhood. And it has potholes all the time, breaks all the time. It's People really narrow. Yeah, there's rice fields inside of it. So you get too close to the edge, people you just literally fall off the edge. But like when normal times, like you would, you could sit there for 45 minutes because yeah. a car would just go bloop, off the side. Like I don't know how they got it out, <laughs> but like because there used to be cars both ways. You know, ways. I've actually never seen that happen. I'm happy I haven't seen it's it. No, have I been in the car? Why yeah. that happen? No, so thank I'm you. Happy about that? Just literally tip over. I mean, it's from the shortcut <laughs> down to the rice fields, like a good four feet. Yeah. So the car just goes bloop, right off the side, like. <laughs> Is this on your fact you're killing yeah, me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is hard though, because like the other weekend my friends were like, let's go to the boot. And I was like, I've been before, but I've never done it no. in a way that like has no tourism. So it's like you get to go to these waterfalls and not wait an hour and a half just to sit under the water in the waterfall, like which is crazy. It's what it used to be. Like you used yeah. to just wait in a queue and just like what? in the yeah, in the water, wait in a queue to like go take your picture. Or ghosts under the waterfall and like you couldn't go in certain areas people were taking pictures like people get mad like it's a whole thing so now it's like you have these beautiful places to yourself but gosh darn damn it yeah you gotta you gotta do more ubud I know. you keep going but you're not doing the right I'm, stuff i'm getting there i'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> just i'm getting there yeah go I'm, to the waterfalls yes don't even bother with the forest well i mean what the monkey forest why don't not don't even because they're, they're terrifying Oh, God. Bali monkeys, like, aren't, like, nice. Like, I get it. They're monkeys. Like, we can't be like, oh, like, be nice to humans. Like, you're a wild animal. But I've been before, and there are so many tourists. Like, mm-hmm. I went six years ago, mm-hmm. and there was no even gate to get in. Like, you kind of just walked in the side entrances. They'd give you bananas. The monkeys would jump all over you, pull off all your stuff, run away with it. And, like, that was what it was. Mm-hmm. When I came back in 2019, it was like you had a, a queue in it, and a gate and there was all these like guides sitting in the middle of the forest who would like just keep people at bay or keep the monkeys like not super angry and you always have the dumb freaking tourists who provoke the monkeys and then get mad and they scratch them or jump on them or whatnot but we went and the forest is massive like it's a pretty big area you can go walk through and all the monkeys are contained in this little area i don't know how but they are and so we went and I made the mistake of thinking the monkey who was sitting on the banister as we walking by was like cute like a puppy dog. And I love dogs. So I like got in front of him and I was like, oh, you're just so cute. And I looked at it and it like looked me back dead in the eyes and I didn't realize it's like super threatening. Like that yeah, is, it is. Yeah. Aggressive. Didn't know that. 
So it just hissed and started running after us up the banister. So I'm sprinting up this freaking walkway. My friend Sarah's behind me and she's slower than me. And I was like, well, it sucks to be you. Oh no. So I keep running faster and the monkey like goes to jump on her back and like scratches her. And then before we know it, we finally got out of the walkway and got into this big open area. And there was only three of us, me and two other girls. And we look around, like there's probably like 30 something monkeys just chilling on the ground all around us. And the babies haven't really seen people in the past year. Yeah. So the babies are curious. So the babies start coming over from all different angles. And what follows the babies? The mothers. The moms. Oh, God. The moms follow. And the moms are massive. Like, these things are like <laughs> mini baboons. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, they're big. And they're not nice. And so they all started surrounding us in a circle. And I literally, like, I, I, my heart was palpitating. Like, I was sweating. <laughs> I was like, guys, my anxiety cannot handle this. <laughs> We tried to go run down an exit, and then we realized it was a banister where, like, the mad monkey was. So we couldn't go there. We were, like, trying to find an exit. It t- We were in the forest for a total of four and a half minutes, I think, because um, it was just so much. There was so much going on that I just was like, no. Nope. <laughs> I would wait for the asshole tourist to come back and take the, you know, the yeah, attention yeah. of the monkey. So I just yeah. walk through. But to be honest, I'm good, like, never going there again. I went there when I first got here because you know as I said like tourists you know yeah. that's before you become like I want to live here so yeah you know I went there so I understand what you mean the difference could what it could be I mean I haven't gone back mm-hmm. I'm not really in like I've done it like twice so I don't really yeah. have the inclination to go check it out again no so okay I won't do that while there are no people here no but um I do I I, I have been kicking myself okay <laughs> so I kind of fell into the work hole let's call mm-hmm. it like that so if it wasn't doing the music it was literally just being workish right and I did not explore Bali when I was first here yeah. after that so after that first week of I'm a tourist it went into well I live here yeah. so I can do that you know but I didn't so it was like yep. Up until a week ago, I never had even a massage in Bali. That is, I used all your posters, your like, story. You're like, my first massage in Bali. I'm like, she's been here since like 2019. Like, I was a little bit, but still, I was like, I get a massage once a week. Like, I make my Monday ritual. I'll go, I put my headphones in, I'll get a massage. And it's yeah. like, it costs like $7. I know, but I mean, it was just like, I just didn't. So I was like, okay, come on, what are you doing? So yeah. I did that. And then, you know, like, I, I am going to do the waterfall because I haven't done a single waterfall in Bali and you were there for my first venture off of this particular island yeah you were there for that like that was the first time I'd left Chenigan and that was the first time I'd left since I came back because I actually know that's it so it's incorrect I went to Lombok once but I mean that was like overnight Mm -hmm. that doesn't really count so our adventure was more yeah yeah so it, it was like I'm trying, okay? Yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta get out. You gotta go to, like, Chinoose Panita. Yeah. All these wonderful places. But, no, it's wonderful, like, that's the thing. You try and jam-pack all these things in. Granted, I'm I'm curious to see what tourism will return to. I mean, Australia's still closed. New Zealand's still closed. Mm. Those were a massive part of what Bali was. Like, Bali was Aussie Central. Like, so they're not coming still. You know, a lot of the other countries have gone back down into, like, borders closed. So I'm curious to see, like, what... What will really happen? change? I yeah. think it'll be. I think it'll take time, but at least for the locals, if some people are coming in more Good and spending economy. some more money, yeah, like because yeah. they need it, like they do. Like we were in, when we were in Ubud, we had a driver, mm-hmm. and he, we were his second ride since March of twenty no. twenty. Yeah. What? Yeah. There's no tourists up there. That's like, true. That Chengu, is true. Chengu and Sem- Chengu mainly. 
um, is people who live here. Yeah. You know, like Ubud, you have some people who live there, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as like the heaviness of Chengdu because I think you get just a lot more different types of people here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was like, it does lack diversity. I mean, I've been up almost every weekend for the past few weeks. Yeah. And it's still as quiet like as probably when I first got back here. Because when I first got back here in November, I went up there. Yeah. And it's still, to me, it still feels just as quiet. Maybe a few more people, but mm-hmm. diversity, nah. Yeah. And the energy is still the Ubudian energy. The Very Oh my God, let us sit, hold hands, and yeah. become one with the Ubud. Do yoga, meditate yes. together. I mean, yeah. it's really good. I mean, yeah, I've no, explored it's good. Some a lot of people stuff. love it. Yeah, you know, like breath work and all of these yeah. things, you know new things I see there I am I'm trying new there things you go. Okay. healing you know yeah dude I probably could use some of that to myself really but <laughs> we'll get there one day just not right now just, not there quite yet but yeah I'm trying but yeah no I mean it's good though sometimes to like dive more into mm-hmm. work you know mm-hmm. so with your music like what's been the update what have you been working on well so I, listen, I obviously heard of some of your songs yeah. which I love, but I'd love to hear the backstory between, like, you know, how the songs came about, their meanings, like, all of that. Mm. If you want to pick one or two or whatever, okay. the album. But, yeah, no, I just loved, okay. I loved hearing music. Thank you. Well, okay, for instance, we're in Mental Health Month right yes. now. This is me. And before the end of this month, I will be releasing my first song. Ooh, can't wait. Very excited about that. Um... Ideally, I would have liked to attach it to a charity, mm-hmm. but the timeline isn't working out that way. Yeah. So I will still attach like proceeds from it to go towards it. That's so amazing. every time somebody purchases it, part of the proceeds will go yeah. towards a, a charity that deals with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at partners in health, possibly because of their reach. Their yeah. reach spans from Liberia, go back to Mexico, you know, wow. the US, etc. So I really like the diversity of their thing, and you can target your funds to specifically mental health if you yeah. wanted to. Anyway, so <laughs> so I'm still going to do that and probably reinforce it again on Mental Health Day, which is in October. Yeah. Um, that's one plan. And then, so that song is called You're Enough. Mm-hmm. So that's my, I wrote that song because I know what it is to be struggling to be on your, your own. I know what it is to be struggling with whether or not you are enough yeah. and needing that reminder. And my one of my best friends in Trinidad, Love her to life. Will mm-hmm. not call her name for respect, but yep. she knows because I sent it for her as soon as I wrote it. I wanted to give it to her as her birthday gift, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find the right words. And then I I, I headed to um, Malaysia, yep. and I was in my little hotel room, and the entire song came. That's Every amazing. single word. Oh, you made chill. I want to know. This is where it kicked it for me. I, I called Ethan, and I was like. I just wrote a song and it is so important. And he was like, what's the song? And I sent it for him and he's like, you know, today's mental health day, right? Oh, wow. And that blew yeah. my mind. That's crazy. Yeah. It totally, it was like, what? Yeah. I didn't even look at that. Like I was just, it just, anyway, so that's the story of that song. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you have the rest of my catalog is very diverse. Cause then it, <laughs> It, um, I mean, I have some more songs empowering, like I have a song empowering young girls to follow their dreams yep. and so, and that's something I want to work with some locals here on putting on, you know, probably a proper video for, mm-hmm. but that's a long-term project. Yeah. Um, and then you have Playhouse. Yeah. 
literally one of my favorite songs. Like, I remember <laughs> listening to it. There's not many songs. I think it's it's a risk to like mm. make music that is very like almost women empowering. Like, yeah, it's like here's my sexual energy, but like I'm in I'm in charge of it yeah. kind of thing. And I just love listening to it because it was like gas queen. Like you get it. <laughs> like it's what all the girls like want to be saying, but yeah. you know. But then sometimes. it'll be like yeah, looked at like. Yeah, you, like you looked, you're like that different because that. you are confident in like who you are and you know what you are and yeah. what you're worth and stuff. And sometimes it's like we have to play this game when it comes mm-hmm. to like our, you it's know, supposed to be our, yeah, our sexual life yes. and whatnot. And it's like everyone in the world does it. Yeah. Like everyone has a sexual life of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, who you choose to have with is up to you. Who really cares? But like as a woman, like why does everyone downplay like their own life or their own like sexual energy mm-hmm. to like yeah well this is know. the thing I mean I understand it you know as you're younger okay you know and you I don't know how to put it but yeah, as a younger you're trying to be more discreet you're yeah, trying to you know whatever but the more you come into your own mm-hmm. to hell with everybody else 100% you know and I mean once you're not putting yourself at risk or others at risk yeah. to hell with everybody else yeah. like it is about experiencing yourself it's about experiencing others it's about you know living yeah. and the only way to really live is to live fully so as far as I'm concerned this is who I am mm-hmm. you know and that's what I'm putting out there Yeah. and that song in particular is about yes I am in charge here and you're <laughs> stuck in my playhouse exactly you know like <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much so like yes I have a, a, a few songs like that and I have a charity event I'm pulling together for my birthday mm-hmm. um, under the patronage of Ethan's company, meaning yeah. I'm just like really reaching out to the different people to help, you know, get them the fun, like find the people. So I yeah. found three families, I found three children, and I found one of the three charities I want to give back to. Because yeah. it's about giving back. 100%. So I decided, well, I mean, and you, you heard me say three, three, threes, because yeah. I'm, I'm turning 33. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm turning 33, and I wanted to do something corny as that is. Still amazing. 33. So three children, three families, three mm-hmm. charities. And I want to send the three children to school. Um, so I'm actually so amazing. I'm meeting with them from the orphanage this oh, week. Oh my god, that's right? amazing! So that's it's so beautiful to see people do that too. Thank you. And then they have the three families. I'm still looking for the three families because mm-hmm. I don't want it to just be in one area. I want, yeah, you know, and I'll get them groceries for the year. I already have yeah. somebody, a philanthropist, who has come on board, and he's already covering that. Oh, he's covering the, the three children and the three families. Love that. So I'm like over the moon about yeah of course because that immediately just takes it's the that best out. birthday like gift you can get like, yeah, like you can get and give you know what I mean? yeah. like giving so giving is so much better yeah me, like in terms of that kind of stuff and like i'm not i really a lot of people say it but they don't mean it i'm not looking to get anything from it so mm-hmm. i will also not be publicizing yeah the families i will not be publicizing the children i don't believe that that is charity i believe that is publicity for you yeah um, self-gain so i mean like i'll mention it at whatever little gathering I put together to be able to do like the handing over of the yeah. funds we raise for the charities mm-hmm. but I will not be bringing the children or the families yeah. into the spotlight at all. The person who is paying for the different things, he will have all the information yep. for the families etc. So he knows, it's not, I'm not getting, like money doesn't touch my hand at yeah. all. So it just goes from him to them <laughs> and I'm happy with that. Same thing for the charities. Mm-hmm. Then it's just like I'm sort of less that's just it's just it makes me so happy makes within you, yeah, my soul to be able to give back and because soul feeding. Bali needs Bali needs it it needs it like there's the one of the charities I'm, I'm 
aiming to include is the Bali Street Moms Project. Mm-hmm. And it is because it hurts my soul to see these children suffer the way they do. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. It's, like, even worse. Yeah. Like, yeah. At least back then, there, there was some sort of, like, tourism, whatever. Yeah. You know, now it's, you know, it's a bit... Yeah, it is. It's a it bit harder. cut off for so many. Especially you talking about, we seeing them suffer here in the hub of it all where it's active. Yeah, but the villages. But as you just mentioned, exactly, Bali's huge. So there are so many more. Like, struggling hard, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just a little thing. But it's a start. But it's still, it's like so amazing, yeah. you know, because a lot of people wouldn't do that, you know. So it's like to do that is so great. No, but. thank you, but yeah. So that's that's the plans. Those are those are what I'm. Those that's are the my plans. Six months of stuff, and mm-hmm. then I have a song I'm releasing for my mom. Nice, because I lost her in 2013. Oh, um, what and from? I wrote it. Um, long, yeah, long, long. <laughs> yeah, but um, I have been sitting on this song for yeah. too long. Now it yeah, feels so, right. Yeah, so I'm going so to do that when it's aligned with you. It's like time to yeah. let it flow, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been sitting on, I have so much material that I've been sitting on for years. Mm-hmm. And they've now sort of, I don't know, without meaning to, they flow into each other so well that I am thinking that all of that creation, all of that time, this is the time now to just release it. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm doing. And who needs it will find what they need in the middle of all of that. A hundred percent. Well, if you want to grace <laughs> us with a little tidbit of yeah. one of your songs, pick whichever one you um, feel called to. We'll do a little, a little like 15 second, 30 second. Yeah. Okay, like a voice and chorus. Yeah. Yeah. So um, think about which one you want. It could be anything to you. Um, well, ideally, I, I mean, I probably just will do a boost and chorus of the same year enough because mm-hmm. that's the one that's speaking to me a lot these days as well. Yeah, I so mean, is mental health I mean, or oh, would you prefer Playhouse? <clears throat> up to you, girl. I love Playhouse, but <laughs> that's just because, like, I think it's an amazing song. <laughs> but obviously, you were enough is also beautiful, too. So, mm-hmm. up to you, really. Okay. Well, um, I guess I'll do a little piece of you're enough. That's All right. right. So, so, I don't need any music for it because it's just the voice and chorus, but. Yes. <coughs> you did it. <laughs> Ever you're ready. Take your time. Stop rushing. You'll be fine. The world can wait in line. You're the masterpiece they need to see. They need to meet you. And you keep running, running, running. And it keeps coming, coming, coming to meet you. And you're still running, running, running. Cause it consumes, it fills your room. And in the dark with just your heart, you think you lose. But you're enough. You're enough. You're enough. You're enough. And I'm here for you. Ah, 
love it so much like i will never forget the first time i heard you sing it was at ethan's we were all just hanging out and someone was like, oh, Dazzy sing, Dazzy sing. And you sang one song, and we're like, no, another one, another one, another one. <laughs> and we listened to you for, like, probably, like, 40 minutes straight singing, and I was like, I'm just mesmerized. <laughs> like, your voice is just beautiful, absolutely oh, beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for gracing everyone with your lovely oh. voice. I'm sure they will enjoy it as well. Thank you um, so much, there. Yeah, of course. Oh. Well, Music keeps me sane. <laughs> it makes I feel me happy. happy. I wish I could sing. Yeah. If I did, people's ears would bleed. No. Uh, yes. No, there's some people who can sing and some people can't. It's just a matter of fact. It's just a fact of life. Like, don't get me wrong. In the car, in the shower, I will belt my lungs out. But, like, if someone else is in the car with me, they'd probably jump out on the freeway they or a bridge. Like, it's not good. Listen, I already have, like, a kind of, like, a deep enough voice as it is. I don't really need to be, like, putting it out there singing. But people like you just need to sing all the I time. I want to hear you sing. Not obviously, this is yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, let me just sing on a podcast. Yeah, let's not do that. But yeah, <laughs> not really thing. But maybe one day, give me enough like beer or something. I'll <laughs> sing a little bit for you. Okay, oh, I'm holding you to that. Oh, God help me on the spot. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Thank you it's for having me. Beautiful. Hearing your story, hearing your voice, you. all of it—it's been amazing. Love you to life. Yes, I of would uh, listen. This, this really—I appreciate this. So thank you so much. Anytime, girl. Anytime. Well, thank you guys all for listening. <laughs> Tune in the next episode. There's so many good coming. Just keep listening. All right. If you are a new or aspiring entrepreneur who dreams of freedom and working from anywhere in the world. Click the link below and book a free discover call with me where we will break down the exact steps you need to take to make that dream life of yours an actual reality so we can get you started on the journey to becoming a digital nomad.